clapping time. Yep. Clapping happened. Yay. Yep. All right. Clappened. Clappened. Oh. Well then, great. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. This is that D&D podcast back again uh, for what, as far as you know, is like immediately after the last session. It's fine. Um, we are uh, continuing with our crew who left themselves in a fairly interesting and probably extremely dangerous position last time, and I'm interested to see how that goes. So let's get our our introductions, and then we'll go right into... Uh, I'll go into a brief refresher for everyone as to where exactly we are and what's about to kill them. I'm Zach, he, him pronouns, by the way. Uh, hi there, my name's Andrew Oway, and tonight I will be playing Poppet. Hello, David here, uh, playing Gaston, he, him pronouns for both of us. Uh, we're still in one piece so far, so that's good. Hey, I'm Adam, uh, he, him. Today I'll be playing Elamir, and hopefully dragging the party out of whatever situation we're in. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jonathan, he, him pronouns, and tonight I'll be playing Stuck Unterschlunk and or Granny. It's, it's weird. They're the same, but not. Maybe. Inside you are two wolves. <laughs> <laughs> you ate both of them as thick, by the way. <laughs> thick. Two C's. Uh, I'm, I'm not... Uh, <clears throat> Hi, I'm Mike Jadarson Berard. I'm playing air quotes Dr. Edwin Armstrong, uh, who's more doctor than ever. But you led that whole statement off with I'm not, and then a pause. So are you, Mike? Um... I think so. Okay. Therefore, you are. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> <I think> so. <laughs> well, then. Um, great. All right. So, last time, uh, at the, the earlier stages of this current job that we are currently doing, um, Bennett turned up missing. After oh, the... was it Tuesday Do again? you really turn up if you're missing? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and, uh, the group tracked him down to a, an over, well, his last known location, which was an overgrown, or an overturned, not overturned, a, a, an abandoned carriage in the woods. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, that also contained the personal effects of him and a number of seemingly well-to-do individuals, uh, and then those... Those people were marched into the woods, into down into a uh, a valley, and into what appears to be the foundations of some old building, a uh, fairly large building. The group then uh, was semi magically transported into some sort of ancient warriors' hall. I'm sorry, Knight? did you say semi-magically transported? Yes. Also, just own that it's a giant frat house. It kind of is, yes. Um, as you will maybe come to understand. Uh, there were a bunch of, of statuary of warriors uh, that looked somewhat less than savory in cases. Uh, a big room full of trophies and or armaments that we definitely didn't take any of because it was too scary. And a, uh, eventually the party, sorry, hold on a second, <clears throat> the party 
tracked the horse that was carrying Bennett and the other hostages to a an individual but very large staging area for what appears to be a very well-apportioned warrior. Uh, there is a nightmare horse in here uh, that we've already attempted to make friends with, sort of. And uh, a further down, a cage that contains Bennett and some other number of humans, or people at least, some other number of people. Uh, a some Some fairly nice, like armor repair and training equipment and that kind of thing and also now one very large and very intimidating dressed like a knight person who is thus far uncommunicative strapped with weapons and uh staring hot coals at the party through slits in a visor that has like dragon wings on it He's dressed not dissimilarly to the Fossarian knights, except his armor's a lot less shiny. Not that it's tarnished, it just never was that shiny. Not a shiny armor kind of guy. Um, I believe the last thing that happened was Doc yelled out for someone to come talk to them. This person arrived, and then we cut, is how I think I remember the last session going. Yeah, I think I did the equivalent of knocking because that seemed like the polite thing to do. Uh-huh, yes. And we are known, if nothing for nothing else, for our politeness as a party. Um, I mean, it's bold, and it's... Well, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, when you're a doctor, it's called bedside manner. <laughs> there are no beds in this room. It's just FYI. Please not. Just, whatever. <laughs> Not a single bit. <clears throat> so yeah, this uh, individual standing in front of you, uh, the lighting in here is not amazing. There's a couple of, like, torches, but it doesn't necessarily seem like this person requires light, maybe? Unclear? Uh, and from just their frame, they are a very... They're, they're probably bordering on six and a half feet tall. They probably weigh... It's hard to tell under all that armor, but somewhere in the top end of the 200s, and far as far as like raw mass, and they look like they could beat the crap out of you collectively. And right now, his eyes are focused on Doc because Doc was the one that was here yelling. Yeah, I mean, this looks like the sort of person we want to make friends with, right? <clears throat> friends might be better than other options as he, he like maintains eye contact it's not even really eye contact you can just see like two spots burning behind the like slits in this visor um as he he's like staring directly at your face doc as as he begins to unstrap an axe that is on his side okay that's fine Completely unhurried. Yeah. Um, let's see. I believe that... Uh... <laughs> ritual. To do ritual is someone annoyed. Probably not actually lied with you, Nightmare Harris. Okay, good. I have to get that get that working at some point. Uh, so I don't have any fancy magicness that I could do that. Let's try this. <clears throat> um, do we know anything 
Sorry, it's been like my mind is mm-hmm. not. Uh, yeah. Do we know anything about this, for lack of a better word, Death Knight? Well, got the, Ghost Knights were the uh, the term that was used is go that on the island these guys are known. Well, at least you've been working under the assumption that you've been tracking a ghost knight. Okay, um, cool. Be, beyond that, not that much is known about them directly. Uh, not too many people survive encounters with them. Um, Mike, but, I know the obvious answer here. You just have to yank off his helmet, and then it'll be old man Smithers, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing, though, I will tell you immediately, uh, now that you're face-to-face with it, not, not a ghost. This is not a ghost. <laughs> so I don't get any bit of, like, of ghostiness from the no. situation? Okay. No. And I don't know that you have, like, the kind of weird senses that would tell you much about it. Um, not a ghost. Very okay, much not yeah, a ghost. So if I can't, I can't attune to the spirit or the ghost field? Um, you can do psychic stuff, right? That was kind of how your powers work, because you, yeah. you were originally a psychic healer. Um, you're not gonna, like, you can try reaching out psychically, um, that would probably go super well for you, but that's an option. You know what, I'm gonna try it. Okay. Okay. You're just gonna try to, like, are you trying to, trying to get a read on this person, trying to ascertain details about them that would give you more of an idea of what's going on? You know what, yeah, I'm gonna do... I'm gonna I'm gonna do the I'm gonna be like hello friend ghost knight. Uh, I'm a doctor uh, and I'm here to help by um, well there's a couple things that I'd like to do for you. Uh, number one, uh, it seems to have some people in your care. You know, as I'm a doctor, I can help you out by uh, making sure that they are you know they don't have scurvy or any other types of ailments that may happen uh, in prolonged captivity. Um, that's you know very important for uh, someone of your stature and status. You don't want to be accused of maltreating prisoners. That's definitely not heartache you want. Um, additionally, uh, you've got a very fine horse. I'd love to know more about that. Uh, yeah, so we're really just here to talk for a little bit uh, and figure out you know you um, what's your side of things. Yeah, like, there's no reason that, uh, you know, we stumbled into your den and piss you off. Really, this is more of a a chance meeting of potential friends, and I hope you see it that way. So, as you are speaking, uh, there's there begins a, a sort of a very low sound starts to emanate from this, this person, this ghost knight. And it's hard to tell what it is, and it's hard to pick up on it at first, uh, but... By the time you finished your your spiel there, uh, you can almost tell that it is a throat that hasn't made any sound in a very long time. Uh, laughing. <laughs> well, they. Uh, I always say that laughter is the best medicine, and as a doctor, I should know. <laughs> um. When you use the word, kind of, I believe you used the word doctor previously, right? Um, yeah. When you introduced yourself. Uh, and there is, it's hard to say there's a look of recognition on a face you can't see. Um, but when you say the word doctor again, there is, uh, the laughter stops. And uh, this person immediately, uh, he 
stops undoing the axe at his side and incredibly quickly like just clears the space between you and it and has a hold of you and is lifting you off the ground with un- like essentially under one arm okay what is everybody else doing isn't not really understanding what he's doing to Doc? Um, so he literally just without saying the universal language of accosting someone. Yeah, well, okay. Not even accosting, like this is you get the you get the impression you get is like this is an abduction all of a sudden. <laughs> Doc is Doc is now if you were watching somebody carry someone off, like some very large, very strong person carry off someone who is significantly physically weaker to the, than them. Uh-huh. This is what it looks like. Like the bouncer kicking out the like seventy-five pound drunk who's causing trouble, right? Like, like just lifting them, not being worried at all about any sort of danger they might be in at the moment. Uh, but it's clear that that is some somewhere around the intention that this thing has. Huh. I want it to be clear: this thing feels no fear towards you whatsoever. It is suddenly interested in Doc for some reason, but... It it scooped up Doc and just, like, started walking away with the door still ajar, or...? Not walking away. It's, it, 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 as, as it scoops up Doc, it turns towards the cage, actually. The mm. cage areas. The puppy got out of the cage. He's putting it back inside. Something like that, yes. <laughs> And it happened just a split second. It, it, this guy moved just impossibly fast. Does anybody have something they would like to do, say, and or examine in the moment? I have no recollection, but where were most of us in the room? Um, I think you'd, I, you'd looked around a little bit. It's a fairly large area. Um... But I think most of you, in my head at least, and you can correct me here, most of us were still sort of like gathered in a little bit of a, a foyer area there. Because you, you walk in the door and like off to the left is sort of the stable where the the nightmare is is um, tied up. And then past past that is the the cages, right? Yeah. Granny was over with the nightmare. Yeah. What? Granny was over with the nightmare. Yes, Granny and Poppet, I think, were over. Well, because Poppet's in the baby uh, room, right? Poppet's in one of the cages looking after Yeah, because oh, you went and helped one of those people. Yes, yes, that's right. Sorry. And then um, there's a sort of a long hallway back down the center where this guy emerged from that is completely dark further back. And then off to the other side on the right from the door, there was sort of an entrance to, like, the what appears to be an area where they do like there's tools for weapons maintenance and maybe some training dummies and like where the the physical business of whatever this thing gets up to is done right it's my impression that you're all kind of closer to the door than into the room how do the civvies feel right now (laughs) um they are uh, not happy. There's, there's, there's a good deal of panic. Um, 
Bennett is a little bit more composed than the others, but by and large, they are, uh, yeah, this is the guy they're afraid of. This is the thing they're afraid of. Um, oh, I have a really stupid idea. Okay. What do I, what do, what do Poppet's eyes see of this ghost knight? Poppet's eyes? Like, do divine senses pick up anything that meat eyes don't? Well, I'll tell you this. Here's the two things that Poppet sees, right? Yeah. Poppet sees, number one, uh, Poppet doesn't see this guy as a, a person. doesn't show up. When it shows up to Poppet, Poppet sees, like, a dark void with something roiling around in it in the shape of this person, this thing. And number two, Poppet gets the distinct impression that this thing has no parents, has no mother, and is no one's child. Which also probably means my, um, uh, the, the penance stare won't do anything to it either, probably. It, I don't know. I honestly don't know. That's a really good question. Um, we could give it a shot and see how it goes. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, like, pop up to, like, the cage, try to get eye level with it, and just, like, look it in the eyes. Okay, so as it's carrying Doc that direction? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so tell me again how the penance stare works. Uh, it just says, when someone you deem guilty looks at you, they remember with clarity the worst thing they've ever done. Okay. 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 Um... And you're, like, hanging out of the bars on the cage, basically? Yeah, I'm trying to, like, climb up to, like, this thing's eye level, essentially. Um, so as it's walking towards you, you lock it with a pennant stare. Yeah. Right? And it looks, it makes direct eye contact with you. And you can see, like, this, this sort of person-shaped void with smoking tentacles. Like, something really gross rolling around inside of it. Um, and, but it's got these two burning points of light shooting back at you and it locks eyes with you as it's walking with uh, doc sort of under one arm mm -hmm. and you see it register you looking at it. And then there's that like beat that you're used to as the vision or whatever happens for this person, for a person. Yep. You. And, uh, then it laughs again. Good. And then it sort of like goes to bat you away, essentially off the off the cage, so that it can open the door and put Doc inside. Well, he's got a clean conscience. <laughs> clean. That's not necessarily a benefit. No. No, no but you know. You, you've learned something. <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker sleeps soundly. <laughs> On top of a pile of corpses, most likely. Watch out, he's got ideology. <laughs> At night is a big assumption about when this thing. You know, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. The other, the other turn of phrase there is sleeps like a baby, which is also not it's, applicable. It, yes, it is. It may never have. Based on what we know, no, no, now it may never have been a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say that well, you know, he said that never, sleep. yeah, had never actually had a baby. Well, I think that the, I, I've determined that when that 
what that phrase means to complete aside here. What that phrase means is that when a baby sleeps, that baby sleeps. Sure. Well, yeah, that's true. Like it's 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 that it's that a sleeping baby is like down and out. Yeah. It's, they yeah, just like, don't they just don't sleep at regular human times, right? It's like that. It's like that. Well, and then twenty five seconds later, it's yeah. I have wedded myself mm-hmm. and demand attention. It's like that old saying: "Let sleeping babies lie." Yes. I <laughs> know. Uh, I insist my children tell the truth. <laughs> well, um. Well, so before this guy drops me in the cage, I want to do something stupid. Okay, I'm into that. It's worked well okay. so far. Um, I will assist you in doing something stupid. Uh, I am gonna put my hand on uh, the ghost knight's helmet as he, you know, is carting me like a sack of mm-hmm. potatoes, mm-hmm. Uh, and say something equivalent of, uh, "I couldn't help but notice your pain." Uh, well, let's. <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's talk about this. I'm gonna try to like pulse him or like get some more information about this ghost ghost knight with my hand on its head. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll take a stress and get a bonus dive to the roll. I mean, that's that sounds like a uh, if you're trying to find something out about it, that sounds like in, in like find out something about it right now. That sounds like a survey, right? If you're using your like psychic powers. Unless you have another idea for me. I'm open to ideas. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, like, you know, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to roll survey. So that's a, I, I understand rolling survey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got a point in survey. I was thinking more like, like, uh, like psychic empathy, like, um, like purging its, like, uh, or probing its mind. Like, I want to use, like, I want to read into its brain parts. Okay. Okay. Um, which action do you think that is? You think that is? I mean, he's a ghost, right? So perceiving communicate with ghosts is a tune. I mean, we've we've covered that he's, he's not a ghost, but okay. um, I, I I will I will allow. It. Uh, well, no, no, let's let's do sur- let's do if he's not a ghost, let's do survey, and I can be surprised at the ghosty parts not working. Okay. What is in a name except my slavish devotion to the words? <laughs> All right. Uh, is my position? You would you say my position is risky or desperate? <laughs> I do like how you didn't even think about control. You're like, no, that's not on the table. Well, if it was well, him, okay. he'd be controlled, right? Well, let's give let's give him a little credit. We we know it's not a control. <laughs> <laughs> Being bodily carried. <laughs> I feel like uh, taken as a whole, desperate is definitely the thing. I think that uh, for this specific, are thing, the consequences immediate? That, I think that's that, that's the thing, right? For this, I don't think the there will be massive immediate consequences for it. So I think that this would be a risky role. Like this will be there's a chance of like some backlash or him taking it personally, but I don't think like yeah, it's not not desperate. It's not going. It's not going to kill you if it goes badly immediately, so it's not desperate, right? Okay. Okay. That extra die was important. I hate rolling one die. Thank you for the assist. It it totals to a six. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. Um so, uh let's talk about this. I'm gonna give you an option. Either either this hurts and you get more information. Or I'm going to yeah, be no, no. super That's it. cryptic. Okay. That's a choice. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, just making. I, I want you to make the call. 
So that's great. I'm into it. Uh, yeah. So this guy's um, brain hmm, uh, is not a happy place. You can get into it, though. Um, the problem is you're going to catch... Uh, we're going to call it... Uh, it was a risky roll, so we'll call it a, a two-harm mental backlash. Um, it turns out that you have just psychically stared into the abyss. Uh, and the abyss was actively staring back. So you're going to take two harm psychic backlash. Uh, you feel free to resist it. Um, but here's what you get. Um, this person is not a person anymore. You get in this thing's brain, and it has a brain. It's physically kind of a person, or used to be. There are memories rolling around. They are not happy memories. They are really bad memories. This was a bad person. Um, like, we're talking warlord, marauder, killed for fun, bad. Um, but those memories and that the gray matter they were contained within is not in very good shape. And that's part of where the backlash comes from. It's rotten. It's old, and it's, like, partially overwritten by something on top of it. What you get is, like, babbling in a language that you don't understand but sort of sounds like maybe it came from the western provinces, um, and a bunch of really old, decayed images of warfare, and, like, brutal, ugly warfare. Hmm. And it hurts. It hurts to look at. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to resist. Um, okay. And, you know, I, I've done this before, so I'm just going to, mm -hmm. like, uh, I'm just going to soak, for lack of a better phrase, the, yeah. the abyss staring back at me. Yeah, I buy that. I buy that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> this is what you get for hanging out with Thick. okay? All right. Um, so, yeah. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Uh, Remove a stress. <laughs> that that is a crit. That is a crit uh, on your resistance roll. So yeah, what I'm gonna say is uh, yeah, uh, you actually you don't yeah you don't you actually no, you actually don't take that damage right. That doesn't happen. Uh, you successfully fend off the psychic backlash. You are yeah. You spend enough time. You've been in mental contact with uh, the with the definitely not a former murderer ogre. Uh, and the uh, the avatar of the god of killers long enough, this stuff doesn't phase you that much. Really. Yeah, and um, this gives me a clean conscience for the next thing I'm going to do anyway. So you, you've been in like ICQ chats with them <laughs> yeah. in your brain constantly for months. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, you're and fine. I think I might be some sort of. Yeah. Penitent from doing something horrible. So maybe this is like... Oh yeah, maybe I recognize this guy. <laughs> and I'll even go you one better. Because because you did so well on that. Um, some of those visions you got from the past that are like horribly decayed and, and super ugly. Um, some of the people that this... That you're watching being fought. Like through the eyes of the person whose brain you're in. 
they have you recognize the weapons being wielded by some of the things that are, some of the people they're fighting, right? They were in that room out there. Okay. Did by any chance did any of them seem particularly effective against this dude, or are they just like literally? <laughs> wait, wait. I assumed he was the one using them to murder the people. No, like, no, 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 no. He, they, they, they were being held by. They're trophies. Uh, yeah. Oh, he took them from the people. Sorry. Yes, that was unclear. They are. They are. The stuff out there is trophies and/or just looted valuables from conquests in the past. Um. Do they seem particularly effective? Uh, you did not get the impression at any point during that uh, that sort of connection that this person whose who's life you were viewing through their eyes uh, was having anything but fun. Okay. They were into what was going on. It didn't look like they were getting... like. Occasionally, they would you, you like maybe you saw them take a hit or something, but they it didn't seem to bother them emotionally at least in any yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sport, and they were winning. Yeah, mm. it was a very bloody, very brutal sport to them. Anyways, fuck them up, Doc. Yeah, like like so. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, one of our one of our so far bystanders here, uh, Elamir, Thick, uh, Gaston. You're watching this happen. He's about to shove Doc in a locker, like the nerd he is. <laughs> I understand that urge. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to do this the whole time. <laughs> um. I don't know. What do you got, Elmir? I mean, just gauging the situation, it definitely seems like trying to go for like a strike on this guy's not going to be very effective for what I currently have. Well, you do have a magical god sword. Um,. Not saying it would be super effective, but there isn't much you hit with that that's not going to feel it somehow. Probably. You may just get stabbed in return, <clears throat> FYI. But... Oh, yeah, I sure I'll get stabbed in return. But... <laughs> there's also, I would say for Elamir, there's also something else. Because you're, you're like the one here who's studied warfare, who's studied combat, who knows sort of what you're doing. Um, and you've seen people who can fight move, right? Yeah, this guy moved incredible, like supernaturally quickly to grab Doc in the first place. But there's also, it's hard to put your finger on it, but there's something just not right about the way he's moving and the way he's like existing in space. If you think of him as an as a as a very like physically imposing warrior of the type that you're not unfamiliar with, right? Um, something, there's something that's, like, in the back of your head, and like, there's something wrong here. There's something wrong about this person. They're not registering, like, if you just saw this person, if you saw just a dude out, like, a mercenary who was about this size, doing these things, something about the way this person's moving is wrong. And you're having a hard time, like, putting your finger on it, though. Okay. 
That D&D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder. <laughs>